Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the D&B Supply Show podcast. Hey, this is Matt Breckwald. It is my pleasure to be with you again today. And today we've got a really cool interview for you. We are going to be profiling a very awesome agricultural company based right here in the Treasure Valley of Idaho, right here in Boise, Trinity Trailer. And we're lucky enough to have the marketing manager, Keith Eastman, on with us today. So, Keith, welcome to the show and thank you so much for joining us. Thanks, Matt. Happy to be here. And I am thrilled to speak with you. And uh, I first learned about you actually by listening to another podcast about bulk freight shipping and agriculture and found out that you're right here in Boise. And what's funny is running up and down the interstate, I know I've seen the sign for Trinity Trailer a million times, and I don't know why I never, ever looked deeper into it. But then I found out that, oh my goodness, this I want to say nationwide. I know nationwide is the right term, but it probably is international company is based right here and is so involved in agriculture and is one of the premier trailer manufacturers in this entire country and the entire world. I was like, well, we've got to talk to you guys. We've got to profile you and let everybody know what's going on. So am I right? Are you multinational? Um, yeah. So we're, we're based right here in Boise, Idaho. Um, we have uh, two other factory dealerships that we run, uh, one in Pasco, Washington, another one in Pocatello, Idaho. Um, but we do sell internationally. We have a number of great customers in Canada. Um, and then we've, over the years, we've sold trailers as far as uh, New Zealand. Uh, we, have, we have a great customer there. Um, and uh, but yeah, we, we've been building essentially uh, just belt trailers since we started back in 1975. And that's what we specialize in. Okay. So if you could just take a second, I want to get into the history of Trinity trailers here in a minute, but if you could explain to everybody um, why your focus is on agriculture and, and what it is you produce, how it works and how it helps people in ag. Sure. Um, so when, when we first started in 1975, we, we were essentially going out to build a product that help folks that are hauling agricultural commodities move those more efficiently. And the products that were available on the market, a lot of folks that uh, have been in the ag hauling uh, side of the business for a long time, they'll remember a, a product called a board polar trailer. And those were really popular um, leading up to what we ended up designing and inventing, which was the segmented belt trailer. But the board polar trailers were very labor intensive. They required a driver and operator to climb into the back of the trailer, which could be dangerous. Mm -hmm. And uh, so our founder invented a conveyor system that offloaded the product from the front of the trailer to the back uh, all hydraulically. And um, so with our impact to the agricultural industry, it really changed the way that people moved bulk commodities. We actually in, in turn, by inventing the segmented belt trailer, we created a completely different subcategory of the trailer industry. And um, so as we, as we got into it, we, we found that there are a lot of things that you can haul in bulk not just potatoes, but uh, onions, beets. And then as we continued on through our, our uh, I'd say through our innovation and through our, our new product development, we ended up coming out with wider belts 
for hauling all sorts of other agricultural products. Okay. So, well, I mean, cause I know you, you're involved now with, with different grains and things like that crops that aren't necessarily um, specialized just from Idaho. Sure. Sure. Yeah. We, we haul um, anything from corn cobs to sweet potatoes. Uh, there are a lot of, a lot of agricultural products that are, that are processed specifically here in the Pacific Northwest, but um, all over the country that require having something that can unload into receiving equipment and then mm-hmm. pull it in for processing. Um, we do a lot of fresh pack stuff because our uh, fresh pack potatoes are a very difficult product to move without damaging them. But okay. we've, we've achieved, we've achieved a great deal of, innovating and designing to help fresh pack uh, haulers not damage their product um, and saves them a lot of time and effort as well. Sure. And I think, I think you just answered my next question. I was going to ask you why is offloading with a belt so much better than just dumping? Um, You know, and of course I'm sitting here thinking of like bulk corn or something like that. I mean, it seems to me like you could just dump that, but but the innovation with the belt is that to preserve the, um, I guess, the quality of, of those agricultural commodities. Yeah. Yeah. In, in, in what happens with potatoes specifically and onions, um, what happens is when that crop experiences damage, um, it's natural for it to send sugars and condense those sugars to try and repair itself. Mm-hmm. And that's when you end up with bruising um, okay. because it's, uh, when you, when you bruise a potato, it's, n- it, it's not going to come back. If it's, if it's bruised in the field, it actually can recover, but after it's harvested and it bruises it, it'll end up usually rotting. And so it's, it's a really, it's a really big issue for folks that are hauling that type of product mm-hmm. because, um, bruising means crop lost and, and money lost. Well, I I'll tell you what, I, and again, I know I've, I'm a broken record on this, but I was so thrilled to find out about you guys being located right here. Just as somebody who is completely engrossed in agriculture to have the premier uh, agricultural hauling trailer manufactured and invented just right here, I think is, is phenomenal. It's a story that needs to be told. If we could, if we could jump to the history of that a little bit, I would love to understand how your founder, um, what was going on and how was he involved? that he came up with this innovation? The need for hauling agricultural products, specifically when we started was potatoes. Uh, The products available out there like board pullers, um, they weren't uh, as efficient because you would, you'd get a couple loads down and you've, you're spent. You've Mm. been in the back of the trailer for, for a, maybe a couple hours trying to make sure that everything is, is set up and unloaded and then reloaded. And, um, so our, our founder, uh, his name was Leonard Eisenman. He, he invented the segmented belt trailer, um, because he was using a truck himself, a truck and trailer. And he, he was kind of a jack of all trades. He did a lot of different things. Um, Eisenman road out here, Uh uh, at the edge of town um, is named after the Eisenmans and um, after Leonard. And he, uh, he was kind of a jack of all trades. He did a lot of different things, um, but inventing the belt trailer was one that 
kind of invented out of necessity for himself because he was using a truck and trailer to haul product. And okay. um, he just thought there's got to be a better way. So, um, so what started as just a one shop operation, building a few trailers for folks in the, in the Idaho market, Washington, Oregon, um, it started to grow and the demand to, to use these belt trailers for, for other things started to grow. And um, we still use uh, the same building that the belt trailer was invented. It's now our paint shop. Okay. Um, but uh, so we haven't moved a ton. We've been, we've been well-rooted here in Boise. And, uh, and then as the years went on, um, Leonard sold the business to his son. Uh, his name is Pete Eisenman. And, um, and, and Pete took it to the next level of expansion of our pro- product production uh, side. And, um, and so we, we built a couple new buildings and expanded there and uh, increased our productivity and, and, uh, and started selling while well, we were selling trailers all over the United States, but it, it really took off. Mm-hmm. And, um, and now it's, uh, it's in its third generation family owned business, um, stage. And it's, uh, it's going strong. We have customers all over the world, uh, who utilize our products for lots of different things. Mm. So Leonard was a driver and he was hauling these commodities. Now you've talked about this. Did you call it the board trailer or the board? Yeah, they were called board pullers. Board pullers. So why was it so labor intensive? How did it work? So the basics of what I've seen or what I've heard, I've never actually seen one in operation, but what I've heard is um, there was a continuous uh, belt that would spin in the bottom of the trailer. And, um, and it was set up kind of like a, a box and it had a little bit of a V in it to get the product to flow to the, the belt, but it was very simple in that you had a flow control for the hydraulics that just spun the belt. And then you as an operator would have to climb up on the side of the trailer and pour, pull boards out to allow product to flow down to that continuous belt. Okay. Because if, if you just turn on the belt with no boards or way to limit that load, it would just all come out at one time. Mm. And the receiving equipment, just like the, the trailer side, has had to evolve as well. So okay. the, the receiving equipment that was there at the time could only handle so much product coming in. And um, so the board pullers, what the boards did was it held that product back so that when you pulled the board out, the product would come down to the belt and continue its journey out the back of the trailer. Um, but again, I, I have not seen one personally operated. I know that the Pacific Northwest is full of them. There, there are folks out there that they still use them on their farms and that kind of stuff for, uh-huh. you know, little products here and there. But, um, but, uh, but yeah, it was, uh, it was very labor intensive from what I understand. And it's, uh, it's what caused Leonard to just say, there's gotta be a better way to do this. So then with his innovation, how did it improve that? How did it take that, that labor intensivity intent, excuse me, labor intensiveness out of it? It, uh, it allowed a driver to safely operate the belt from the outside of the trailer without having to climb up. So where, 
you would have all that time and, and energy invested in climbing up the trailer, pulling the boards out, and then putting the boards back once you're unloaded. Uh, this product that Leonard invented, the segmented belt trailer that Trinity produces, um, it allowed an operator to go to the back of the trailer, open the door, turn on the flow control, and just watch the load, meter it, make sure that you're not going too fast, you're not going too slow. And um, in the time that it took an operator to close that door back up, or shut the belt off, close the door back up, and pull away, a board puller operator or somebody operating another piece of equipment might not be able to, to do it so fast. So you, you increase your time, your productivity, and you save yourself a lot of potential injury by just running a, a segmented belt like what, it, what Leonard invented. And so when he invented that, did he build it from the ground up or did he retrofit an existing board pulling or board puller trailer? That's a good question. I actually don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure, I'm sure our, uh, current owner could, could answer that because he's his, sure. uh, his grandson. Right. Um, but, uh, but I don't, I'm, that's a great question. I'm not sure. Yeah. That's really interesting. Now you guys have continued to innovate. I was looking at, uh, the videos on your website and anybody who, you know, it, it's funny, uh, you know, Boise and the treasure Valley is becoming very metropolitan. Uh, yep. but one of the great things about Idaho is that in five minutes, you're out of the city and you're on down the road and you're seeing farming and agriculture going on all around. And during harvest, you always see semis, big trucks out in fields. Um, and they're pulling trailers across fields and they're, and they're collecting the commodities. And one of the innovations I saw that was so interesting about what you guys have done is you've recognized that, yeah, we may run these things up and down asphalt highways and roads, but when they're out in the fields, they're running over corrugates. They're running. I mean, it's rough out there. And so you guys have now yep. developed trailers that can flex and, and can deal with those conditions. Yep. Yeah, that's exactly right. We, uh, that was the other part of what was so challenging for, for potato haulers and, and growers was the, the options to move the product to the side of the road to then load into something to take to market. There weren't a lot of options there. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, so when, when we went to, to innovate and to build this design, the design of the side frames is almost the same as it was in the 70s when we first invented the belt trailer. He, uh, Leonard, uh, our founder, he, he built it to be pulled behind a farm tractor through a field and then taken up on the road mm. and unhooked. And then it could be picked up by a road truck. Okay. Um, and that gave a lot of versatility to uh, a grower or operator because they didn't have to have a tractor trying to find its way through a field. They could let the farm tractor do that. Um, Nowadays we've got over the road tractors that have no problem going in the field. Uh But back in the seventies, when these were first being developed, there was really not a a whole lot of options there. Um, And we should, we should clarify for everybody. Uh, because it can get confusing when you say tractor, you think farming, but yeah. trucking the, the, the driver, the, the, the cab that the driver's in pulling the trailer with, we also refer to that as a tractor. Yep. Yep. Exactly right. Over the road tractors versus farm tractors is right. a, is a good distinction to make. Um, 
So, uh, so that's, that is built into our DNA as a, as a product is mm-hmm. that it, it needs to be able to flex. And we've seen customers put our trailers into culverts that they, you look at it and you just, you just think that's gotta be totaled. Um, we have a number of photos actually on our Instagram from, from customers that have sent us photos and it's, they're all twisted up and, you know, one in particular that's not far away from us here in Boise, uh, that trailer got very twisted and back on the road and went right back to work without skipping a beat. Well, you know, it's really interesting and, and I'd be interested in your take on this. And this is, this is the major reason I wanted to have you guys on the show and profile you. Starting in 1975 in agriculture in the Treasure Valley. Now you go back to 1975 and I'm trying to do math in my head on the spot, which is a rule. I've promised myself I would never do during an interview, but I do it all the time anyway. So what is that? That's 36 years ago, I think. Is that right? No, it's got to be 46 years ago because I'm 47. Oh my goodness. Okay. So 46 years ago, the Treasure Valley was agriculturally based. Uh, That's changing today. Uh, Very small population. That is obviously changing today. And your company begins. And then fast forward 46 years to 2021. And here we are, and you're still connected to kind of that old original Treasure Valley, that original Boise, and also connected. You're still a company existing right in Boise, been here forever, still connected to agriculture in the agricultural route of Idaho. As the company evolves over time and as everything around it is changing, is that become more and more significant in the culture of your company? As an organization, we keep our roots very much in in what we were founded in, which is um, hardworking, um, developing our, you know, really developing our employees and our people to be um, more, to contribute more to our organization and, and what we do. And um, so, yeah, so the area most certainly has changed quite a bit, um, but our roots remain the same. Our our focus remains the same in that we develop our people, the people who come to work here, we develop them to be um, greater contributors to their community, to the community here at Trinity and uh, into our customers. And uh, it's not uncommon for, for us all to take phone calls well past working hours because uh, a customer needs something. And, uh, in, in the invention in the days of uh, cell phones and internet like we have today, um, it just actually allows us to be a little bit more accessible and more reachable to our customers. And um, so th- though the area has changed quite a bit, we, we stay pretty close to the same and that we're rooted in, in hard work, uh, taking care of the customer and making sure that we build the most quality product we can. Well, Keith, how can people learn more about Trinity trailer if they want to reach out to you and, and they want to ask questions or whatever that may be, how should they go about doing that? Sure. If anybody wants to learn more about Trinity, you can go to Trinity trailer.com. That's our, our main website there. You can also uh, reach out to us through Instagram, Facebook. Uh, we have a, a number of posts that we do on a weekly and, and, uh, and biweekly basis. And then also on LinkedIn, we're very active there as well, connecting with businesses. So uh, if there's any questions or anybody has any, um, any needs, uh, please reach, us, uh, reach out to us there. 
Uh, people can also reach us at sales at trinitytrailer.com uh, for our email. Well, it's great. I am, uh, I'm proud to have you here in the Treasure Valley. I, I'm proud to have an agriculturally based premier manufacturer, by the way. I just can't stress that enough, um, based right here uh, in Boise in the Treasure Valley. And really want to say thank you for coming on and sharing a bit of the story. I think it's, it's, we need to talk more about companies like yours that are founded and based here and, and they're so rooted in our community. Thank you again for coming on, Keith. Absolutely. Thanks a lot, Matt. Thank you for being here, everybody. And here is to your Western lifestyle, however you define it. See you next month.